0: Now, Prof, how effective is this decision, um, this pronouncement by President Jacob Zuma, uh, because the timing of it is being questioned. It's almost two years, and now on the eve of uh, the constitutional court hearing, this particular proposal comes to the fore.
1: It may go some way of trying to resolve uh, this particular matter, but it raises fundamental issues because the President has maintained that he was not taking any responsibility which therefore will weaken any case of saying he has now changed in a sense but looking at the looming court case particularly the constitutional court which is the penultimate court in the land but also the opening of parliament where disruptions based on the demands for him to pay the money were possible and also local government elections, I'm sure in the headquarters of the ANC or even on the side there might have been some council to say it's better to close this particular matter but he doesn't carry the moral high ground at this stage because it's merely technical rather than A matter of atonement
0: and speaking of the constitutional court um, President Jacob Zuma's uh, proposal only deals with paying back of the money and there was another issue um, which uh, people have been waiting for uh, and that is the powers of the public protector and how the court would rule on that what do you make of this
1: Well, I do think that the court may find it within its own powers to still deal with that matter because it's not addressed by the letter from the President. And therefore, on that particular issue, we may still expect a ruling so that there is no opaqueness uh, on what the powers of the public protectors uh, are in this particular case because they have been subject of all kinds of interpretations. And this in itself affects not just the individual Tulema Donzella, but the office itself.
0: Professor Figeni, do you see this um, proposal as an admission um, of, you know, any wrongdoing, so to speak, by President Zuma?
1: It is a calculated move to say my chances of success may not be that great, but I doubt in his heart he believes that, he is in the wrong but on the side of his own former advisor Mark Maharaj he had confessed that much that he had advised the president early on to pay some portion of the money and I'm sure this will also be something of an introspection on the part of the ANC to say it sometimes is well advisable to defend a party principle rather than to defend the leaders uh, most of the time and deploy disproportionate amount of power and time because principle will always be consistent but uh, individual behavior or attitudes on matters which are as awkward as this one may change.
0: And given uh, the uh, time, the resources that were spent on uh, various processes you know in order to determine what should ultimately happen um uh, you know not really taking the public protector's recommendations in um, into consideration, what do you think this ultimately says about you know how South Africa deals with issues of this nature, especially when it affects a president?
1: Well, it raises the fundamental question on the part of the general masses of the people to say, is there sensitivity to the public resources at a time when we say there are no such resources because this doesn't just affect the president. You have seen suspended officials sitting at home for years earning full salary. You have seen some people being given golden handshake without any due processes, and also you've seen commissions of inquiry, sometimes which come to naught, and that in itself will always deepen the wound of those who believe that public resources, there is no sensitivity, even during these difficult times.
0: And and what does it mean for those other processes that are currently underway? Um, we know about you know some of the contractors that were involved, and when the president now issues a statement, uh, a proposal like this, what does it mean? What does it say to all of them?
1: It may simply indicate that, uh, or it may embolden those processes to pursue them. But the question is, even when treasury and. Uh, you know, the Auditor General makes a determination. One other interesting question will be, will those features which have nothing to do with security be paid back based on the inflated prices or based on real prices? That's one other dimension which I think we ought to be looking at.
0: And just finally, uh, Professor Figeni, uh, there were those who came out, you know, to bat for the president, as it were, and uh, who defended the initial position. And now when the president comes out and puts this uh, proposal forward, how would they be feeling about this matter?
1: They may feel betrayed, but at the same time, if you go back to what I said earlier, it's a lesson that it is easier, defendable. To defend values, principles of a political party than to defend leaders, because those are consistent, but the behavior of a leader may change from time to time.
0: And just the final, final question, and this is um, uh, related to the cabinet reshuffle in Gauteng. What's your view on that? And, and, and could we, perhaps in the lead-up to this 2016 local government election, expect other provinces to follow suit as they gear up for the elections?
1: Uh, not necessarily on a wide scale. I think Gauteng's situation was rather a peculiar one, where you have the chairperson who has political clout in the province. Almost being in some kind of political exile in parliament in Cape Town, virtually having disappeared from the public face, from being a national minister. In this case, Gauteng realizing that this election is, among other things, going to be the battle of the metros, and the Gauteng metros not having done very well in the last election, they had to convince the national leadership. Uh, that it was better to deploy Paul Machatille here in the province in that sensitive portfolio which deals with local government if they were to boost their chances. So this is a very pragmatic political stance.